Good morning, everybody. Welcome into Daily Draft Report. It's your daily dose of prospect information for the 2023 NFL Draft. Tonight's prospect, we're going to go back to the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Dion Henley, I think that's pronounced right. Is that how you got it, Luke? Dion? I think so, yep. Dion Henley, linebacker from Washington State, was a senior, six foot two, 232 pounds. And my guest is Luke Easterling from, I got a bunch of a bunch of places he's from, Draftwire, Buckswire, that one football show, Four Down Territory, USA Today, SMG. Luke's everywhere, man. So Luke, how you doing, bud? I'm doing great, Dwight. Glad to be here. And yeah, I feel like I'm all over the place and always just at one place at the same time. It's a, it's a weird, weird existence I live in this world. All right, let's get real quick into the player profile for Henley. He was originally a two-star player from Crenshaw High School. Committed to Nevada initially, originally a wide receiver, returned kicks, played wide receiver, then he eventually transferred to the defensive side of the ball. In 2020, he tallied 49 tackles. 2021, 94 tackles, four interceptions, and then he transferred to Washington State, along with Washington State's gigantic transfer class. Um, 2022, he had 106 tackles, four sacks, an interception, and three forced fumbles, and he was very active in the, not the Senior Bowl, the Shrine Bowl, wasn't it? Yeah, I believe so. I can't remember a, which one. Yeah, he had a great week. I remember he had um practices. He was blowing it up, and the game he was really good too. So, get into the skill set, Luke. What what skills does Henley have? You think that will make him successful in the NFL? I mean, I think he's the he's the prototype linebacker for today's NFL. Right? He's got to be a three down guy. You got to be big enough. You got to be fast enough. You got to be smart enough. And I think he does all those things. I think he's got the range, the athleticism in terms of. Um, being able to, to survive in space in coverage. I think he's big enough. I think that was one of the one concerns is that if he came in a little bit light, um, that he wouldn't be able to shed blocks at the next level. He'd be kind of eaten up in the run game. And that's just not what we've seen. He showed up at, at great height and weight at the combine, still had great testing results that backed up the really great film that we have, uh, particularly from, from Washington state. Um, and he's just, I think he's, he again, checks every box, mental, physical, run pass and honestly the best thing i think he brings to the table is is his pass rush ability as a blitzer i think his explosiveness his his understanding of of protections and how to create wins uh with the way he loops uh, around linemen and just sets up those pass rushing games on his blitz opportunities such a smart player such an aggressive player a great leader a vocal guy in the huddle um there's just i don't know this i don't know that there's anything i don't like about this prospect or anything i point to that says i ah, really needs to get better at that I feel like he's just too good at, at everything that, and this is something I felt going into the season. I saw, I looked at some of his prior film and was like, man, I'm getting really excited about this guy. He had a really strong start to the year. So this is a guy I've been hyping for a while. And so to see him kind of towards the tail end of things now start to get some love finally is, is kind of validating for me, but I think he's a fantastic player. You can tell the wide receiver background in terms of his playmaking ability. He's got a nose for the Absolutely. ball. He can catch the ball. He's not he's not shy of uh, of going to the ball and knowing what to do when he gets there because obviously he's got the background from the offensive side of things, and that helps him diagnose things as well. He knows what it's like in the offensive huddle and the offensive meeting rooms. He knows how schemes and route combos and things are, are developed and set up. Um, so he knows from that side of the ball as well what they're trying to do to him as a defender, and I think that shows up on tape as well. All right, Luke took all my notes. I have nothing to say now. All right. <laughs> I <laughs> cheated on the test. I saw it. <laughs> that's pretty much it. You see the fact that he was a wide receiver and a defensive back. He, The way he plays the ball, he, the way he deciphers things that are happening are not things you normally see from a defender. You know, like just he seems very advanced in his understanding of the game. And he is explosive as hell, man. And he just yeah. makes all sorts of, like, like you said, as a pass rusher, forcing fumbles. 
Um, just the range to get to where he needs to be, his instincts. I mean, he's got a little bit of everything. A lot of very, very fast to get to the ball, plug gaps. You know, he's he's like you said, what you, what you want from a linebacker with a little bit of explosion and a little bit of range. You know, so you definitely see things you like a lot. But what could hold him back though? You said there's not much, but there are some things we need to worry about. So what do you see, Luke? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think, I mean, maybe it's inexperienced. Maybe you're worried that he hasn't spent enough time on defense and enough time at linebacker. But honestly, I mean, I just keep thinking about more things that I like about him. We were talking about, you know, when he gets to the quarterback, go look at his tape and, and see how many reps where a running back makes the right call and he's there to protect. And he's got great hand usage and explosiveness, and he beats so many running backs to the quarterback that are that are honestly doing their job. They're in place, and he still they still can't get the job done because he's so advanced as a pass rusher. So, I don't. I my only concern going into this was that he was going to be undersized. My worthy coming into this was that he was going to be six two, but in the two twenty two twenty five range. And now you're getting into the safety conversation. That's what I was worried about. So to see him coming in, you know, two thirty plus and still be as explosive as he was at the Combine, again, all it does is back up the film. So at the risk of saying there's nothing wrong with this guy, I don't know that there's anything I could really point to to say this is a, a clear deficiency in his game that he's got to fix. I just don't see one right now. Originally, I thought he was a bit of a tweener, but like you said, the, the weighing in at 232 puts him pretty damn good for being six foot two. I think maybe you'd like a little bigger, but I'm not worried about it at all. I mean, it's not like he's going to get blown off of the spots. You know, he still sifts through through traffic he still disengages off blocks and things so his size is definitely not an issue to me um and then just you know he is still a little raw playing linebacker but and he's a little bit older but other than that i don't see a whole lot either yeah so, i was gonna say that's that's it that feels like reaching right you know obviously he's playing at nevada and washington state you know he didn't play a lot of you know crazy big games against you know the best offenses in the world or anything so He'll, he'll, he might take a little bit of time to adjust the NFL, but yeah, I don't know. I like him a lot. That's as a guy who, where do you think he's going to go as far as draft capital? I mean, I, I see constantly third round ish and that seems crazy to me. Yeah. I think he's a day two guy. I think, you know, I'm a, anybody who knows me, I'm a Bucks guy. So down here in Tampa, I was like, he was my, my chiseled in place, third round pick. I was like, if they don't go linebacker at all, obviously Levante David might be back, might not, but either way they need a guy for the future. Right. So he yeah. was pinned in as my third round guy. And then obviously when he showed up at the combine, had the combine he did, I was like, damn it. He's not going to fly under the radar anymore. He's going to have like, uh, now I'm worried that he won't get to 50. You know, I'm worried that he won't get to them at the second round. I think he will at the end of the day. I think he'll still be on the board there. But it, uh, uh, if he gets to the third round, he won't have to wait long. I think he could easily be a second round pick and he'll definitely be a day two guy. Right. I think with this class, you know, there's a lot of guys who are going to get more, you know, the Simpson, you know, even like guys like Sewell might get more press than he is, you know, as being guys that are going to be athletic, more, you know, shinier. Yeah. <laughs> you know, does that sound funny? But, you know, there's definitely, if you watch Mox, you know, he's routinely like the sixth or seventh linebacker off the board, which is. He's three for me. He's yeah. number three for me. I've got Sanders and Simpson and then Henley's right there. Nice. Yeah. Sanders is my one Simpson too. So yeah, Henley's kind of in the second tier for me there after those two guys. So I like it a lot. And so other than the bucks, is there any other team you'd like to see him on or where you think he'd fit real well? I mean, any team, I, I think it would be rude to say that he should go to San Francisco. Cause I feel like they have like two or three versions of him already. I, you know, Fred Warner was a third round pick at a BYU. Um, mm. and I think they have a lot of similarities. Um, 
But no, I mean, a team that needs Fred Warner, anybody, I mean, anybody who <laughs> wants the modern linebacker and doesn't want to have to spend a first round pick, if you can get this guy anytime on day two, I think he's going to plug immediately into your lineup. Like you said, you can look at the, the development side of things two ways. You can say, oh, he's not quite as developed as a defender as we'd like him to be with also saying, hey, he's already this damn good and he's still got so much space to grow in this position. He could be really special once he gets to, to his ceiling. That's kind of the way I would look at it. So any, any team, it's hard now because so many defenses are so not similar, but, but they, they have so many. They're, first of all, they're in nickel all the time. Nobody's in base for, for very long anymore anyway. So you have to have two line, off-ball linebackers who can do everything. They've got to be able to create space because when you're in nickel, you've got more space in the middle, right? Because you've got your spread out a bit more. The more we see some of these spread college concepts, and you mentioned some of the offenses he would have gone up against, I think that's kind of an advantage. We're seeing more and more NFL offenses adopt these spread tendencies and, and these concepts that he will have seen in the Pac-12. Go watch them play against Washington and Michael Penix and, and that offense and tell me that some of those schemes and concepts are, aren't what he's going to see in the NFL now. So he's got so much range, and, and every NFL defense should need a linebacker like this, should want a linebacker like this, because regardless of what you're doing with your hybrid fronts and moving things around and how many safeties you want to have on the field, at the end of the day, you're still going to have or need one or two linebackers who can have range and athleticism. They can play the run because so many teams are going to do what Philly did last year and start to pound the ball out of pass formations where they spread you out and then run the ball. You've got to have a guy who on all three downs at any given moment can defend the pass, can rush the passer, can stuff the run. He can do all of those things. So regardless of what you do on defense, he's got to fit. Yeah, I like that. I mean, there's not a team where he wouldn't fit as far as a role because of his versatility. If there is, your scheme sucks and you need to change it. <laughs> but we don't want to give him to San Francisco. We, we, San Francisco yeah, does not rude. mean any no, more shiny yeah. toys. No, they don't they, need they don't. So uh, do you have a player count for him, Luke? Or I mean, I, I would say I would say Fred Warner. I, I think that that's – I know it's lofty, but again, if you go back to Fred Warner going out into that draft, that's not how people thought of him for the most part. Uh, but if you look at the, the boxes and check – off the size and the length and the athleticism and the range and the three down skill set. I feel like that's a pretty, pretty damn close comp. So I'm, I'm going to roll with that one. I'm not a huge pro comp guy. Um, yeah, me but if I had to pick one, I like that one a lot. Luke, thank you very much, man. Tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter, where they can find all your work. It's super difficult. It's at Luke Easterling. I uh, <laughs> make it really, really <laughs> hard for people to find me on Twitter. So yeah, go there. Draftwire.usatoday.com. Buckswire.usatoday.com. If you happen to be a Bucks fan, uh, and yeah, that's it. All right. Thank you very much, man. You can find me on Twitter, FF People's Champ, this podcast, Daily Draft RPRT, all my work at Campus to Can and Dynasty Nerds. Thank you all very, very much for listening. We will talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.